AMU. American Military University is proud to present the following podcast. Hi, I'm Jessica Stashi with American Military University. Today we're going to be talking about a really insightful topic on European intelligence law and ethics. And I'm joined by Dr. Casey Skavork, one of our intelligence faculty members at the university. Welcome, Casey. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for having me. So to start off, what are the key differences in intelligence laws and ethics between European countries and the U.S.? Very briefly, Jessica, in Europe and the United States, there are strikingly different and distinct global legal traditions, Anglo-American common law and Romano-Germanic civil law, as well as Napoleonic code law. These systems have evolved in what are now known as the accusatorial and the inquisitorial criminal system. These diverse legal traditions and their historical roots create enormous procedural differences that greatly impact criminal justice in the United States and the United Kingdom compared to European and Latin American countries. At times, the traditions have interacted, such as when an American citizen is subject to indictment and trial in Europe, or vice versa. So can you provide a couple of European case studies or examples? Yes, I think I've got a really good one for you. There was a fascinating international legal situation that unfolded in 2009 when Italian courts issued a conviction in absentia for Sabrina D'Souza, a former American CIA agent for kidnapping based upon her role in the 2003 abduction of the radical Egyptian cleric Abu Omar. He was kidnapped in Milan and subsequently tortured. She was sentenced to four years in prison for her role in the kidnapping. A European arrest warrant, valid only in Europe, was subsequently issued for her arrest, and she was arrested in Portugal in 2015 when she had left the United States and was en route to visit her mother in India. She was due to be extradited back to Italy to serve her sentence after she exhausted her appeal rights against her extradition in Portugal when the president of Italy issued her a pardon, ending extradition proceedings against her in 2017. She claimed to be a former CIA field officer who used diplomatic cover, and in 2009 she had sued the U.S. State Department claiming that the State Department should grant her diplomatic immunity for her role in the kidnapping, irrespective of the fact that diplomatic immunity is granted only by a host country. The State Department denied that she had diplomatic immunity, and she lost her lawsuit against the United States. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. American Military University now offers doctoral degrees in global security and strategic intelligence. You'll be taught by highly experienced professionals and develop the critical thinking, analysis, and research skills needed to manage threats in today's complex global environment. Get valuable expertise from top practitioners in global security and strategic intelligence. Apply now at amuonline.com. We're back. So... How are ethical dilemmas unique for those who work in the intelligence community? It's a great question. And there's an essential tension for those who work in the intelligence community between secrecy and deception and the fine lines that are continually encountered in maintaining national and diplomatic internal security and acting in a manner that is forthright and transparent. It is at times highly complex to separate one's professional and personal roles in these matters. Intelligence professionals are called upon to act in ways that, if not for their professional role, would be termed as wrong. It has been said that in the profession of espionage, one begins to be soiled when you want to do the dirty part of espionage rather than feeling you must do it to achieve a noble goal. 
Secrecy and confidentiality are integral parts of diplomatic relations. Stereotypically, a diplomatic agent distrusts diplomatic counterparts and treads very carefully in order to avoid the dissemination of classified information. However, now, states are increasingly working together in a manner that requires trust and loyalty rather than distrust and the shielding of information. Intelligence is shared in institutionalized diplomatic ways, and similarly, a greater degree of openness can be seen in the relationship between diplomats. Nowadays, diplomatic missions establish dialogues, actively using both old and new media to inform and engage with domestic and foreign publics. Many who work in the intelligence community operate in a classified or covert environment. How do agencies ensure people are abiding by legal and ethical boundaries? So the CIA on its public website has an entire section focused upon integrity, ethics, and the CIA. This site provides a candid analysis of the agency's elements of integrity, the challenges that are inherent to these elements, encouraging dissent and accepting bad news, redefining failure and the fear of taking risks, such as when agents fear they will be blamed for anything short of an optimal outcome, encouraging them to cut corners and cover up mistakes versus a lack of accountability. An ethical interview format has also been established for candidates in which they're asked to describe in detail their own ethical boundaries and compasses in the context of covert operations. So Casey, what should be the key takeaways for our doctoral students at the university when learning more about extradition laws and other ethical concerns? It's critical to understand there is no 60-second soundbite that can rapidly and comprehensively address the intricacies associated with legal and ethical concerns. Each situation must be analyzed when possible, and it's not always possible, from a standpoint of evaluating as much relevant information as possible, input from subject matter experts involving legal issues and possible ramifications, and reliance upon agency training regarding legal and ethical protections, integrated with a well-defined sense of personal ethics and guidelines, which ultimately direct each person's individual behaviors. A major and a positive consequence of studying ethics and law in the intelligence community is the self-reflection and exchange with other intelligence students in the evaluation and formation of one's personal ethics. Great, thank you so much, Casey, for being here today. My pleasure. For more information about our university's doctoral programs, visit us at amuonline.com slash doctoral degrees. AMU, American Military University.